Hello and welcome to Cut of the Bull in the post-truth apocalypse. I'm Ben and as always I'm hanging out with Mike, Hello. Claire, hey. and Pete. Hello. And I will first of all start off with apologising if you couldn't hear any background noise. We are all sweating our collective genitals off. Call so me the windows, sweaty Betty. So the windows <laughs> are open. Yeah, tits. it's 30 <laughs> degrees, it's the UK, we're not meant to deal with this. We have no aircon. There's no so aircon, <laughs> we have a window, that's it. So you may get some background noise. And even that. that's got bars over it. <laughs> and those special Boris police who stand inside with rifles. Is <laughs> to make sure he doesn't come to Telford? Mike's flat. Dude, you said Keep his name. Him. You didn't use the code name. It's Christ, all right. I, get you now. It's all right. I've got to say it three times in front of a oh, mirror. Okay, we're all right. In the okay. dark. We're okay. <laughs> if I say his name three times, I wonder what'll happen. <laughs> Scarier than Candyman. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about the most weird and macabre Catholic relics. Mm. Catholics, you know, they're a strange bunch. I know there's a billion of them. There's got to be a penis phallic object in there somewhere. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> it's restored my now, faith in humanity. Relics are either things the saints used to own, or Jesus, or Mary for that matter, or things that have touched them with their presence and left a physical impression. The Trail to Turin obviously brings to mind. Well, well with Jesus' blood-stained face on it. Allegedly, blood and sweat. Yeah. Not that piece of toast, then. Not the piece of, no, pieces of toast don't count as relics. <laughs> or parts of the saints themselves. Oh, wicked. And that's what we're going to be focusing on mainly. A foot. Foots. Penis. Feet. Foreskins. Heads. There is someone's foreskin. Nipples, breasts, blood, everything. And the purpose of a relic, especially if the further you go back, and we'll say this sort of kicks off around the Middle Ages really, when people really needed that connection to their faith. It's all very well telling a medieval peasant he's going to go to heaven if he goes to church on Sunday. But you need something a bit more tangible than that. So, what you do, oh, there's local saints, isn't there? There's always a local saint in an area, especially back then. I remember every day of the year is effectively a saint's day of some kind. Yeah. They're like mini-gods in many ways to count. They're like superheroes, aren't they? Yes. They are like the Avengers. They're yeah. God's Avengers, if you will. Saint Peter was my favourite. <laughs> he was a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> It's head of the whole damn bunch of paedophiles. He's the founder of the Catholic Church. It all started with him. I take that statement back. <laughs> I just knew there was a saint called Peter. Yeah, he didn't know he was a mega pedo. <laughs> well, well he, he, made, he started the mega pedo organisation. <laughs> let's hope he, let's not like defame and defamate this person for absolutely no reason other than our own laughing fucking you know what I mean it's not very fair so well, he's not here to defend rules. himself and he never will be St Peter rules <laughs> but he's meant to be the chap that when you get to heaven when you get to the gates of heaven he's the guy that's on the door now you tell me I just call him Mega Peter <laughs> take it back see I'm alright I'll be like that. oh brother my name's Peter my name's Peter and he'll be like that. yeah fuck off <laughs> you just press the button you just yeah. it. just fall <laughs> but yeah so Saints' relics were thought to be powerful. They bring them out before battles. Everyone touched this cloth that Saint whoever wore. You know, this is Saint so and so's sword. Did it help him win? Sometimes. Because that's a power of suggestion. Yeah, because yeah. you're affecting it. Yeah. But of course, a lot of them were fakes. A lot of the knuckle bones and things like that were the pigs sold by charlatans who got a church who hadn't got a relic. 
You go, hey, this is St. Cuthbert's Knucklebones. You fancy some? Fancy them? Yeah, yeah. Give them gold. Because it'd bring people a paying to see the yeah. relics. You'd yeah. have thought the giveaway would have been when they opened up the fucking suitcase and went, right, which one would you like? Yeah. <laughs> Del boy rocking up. <laughs> 16 that's, fingers. <laughs> that's our basic background. I'll just thank some of the returning listeners because I went slightly overboard with that than I meant to. Let's start with Bangkok in Thailand. Nice. Cyprus in Texas, Quezon City in the Philippines, Cars by California, Potton in the United Kingdom, Adelaide, Australia. This isn't exhaustive, I'm just picking out some names. Las Vegas, Nevada, always fancy going there, Vegas. Frankfurt and Maine in Germany, Machalka, oh god, Machalkala in the Russian Federation, Metallica in the Russian Federation. Yeah, Sounds like. Klingon, doesn't it? It does. Or the very Welsh. Overlord Park, Overland Park in Kansas. Overlord Park. Overlord Park. Zagreb in Croatia. San Francisco, California. Dublin, Ireland. Niles, Michigan. Atlanta, Georgia. Bear in DE. Where's DE? Delaware. Delaware. That's the first Delaware one I've ever had to read out. Cool. So I didn't know what DE was. Guadalajara, Spain, Zaragoza, Spain, and Ashburn, Virginia. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers, guys. Now, obviously, let's get this little disclaimer out the way at the start. If you want to believe that these are the actual things or that they have powers, I have no issue with that. I may think you're a bit of an idiot, personally, but whatever. Whatever makes you happy. Each to their own. Each to their own. But the Catholics really fucking, for me, they mourn their faith instead of celebrating it. It's all a bit death for the Catholics, I, I, I always think. Yeah, if you do anything bad, you're going to, like, you know... It's all about the act of repentance, the hellfire. If you don't behave, it's the yeah, hellfire. They, all, you're I'm, actually born with sin, aren't you? You're born with sin. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So as a woman, you're born with original sin because you inherited that from Eve. Claire. You should not have eaten that apple! Now they were still born with that sin. Mm. There's only three people that have been, or maybe four, have been born with that sin. When I Adam, be- Eve, yeah. Mary, and Jesus, isn't it? Well, I don't know. But no, we're all born with sin in the Catholic Church, because when you get baptised, that's washing it away. Unbaptised baby's got a purgatory. I thought Adam and Eve were born without sin. Oh, they were born without sin. Yes, you yeah. said Eve was born with sin. Oh, yeah, just so, yeah, but Claire picks that up from Eve after the original, after eating the, after the apple. She wasn't born with sin. No. Yeah, Claire, you picked that up after that. Yeah, they're focusing <laughs> on the negatives, aren't they? It's very much. And they don't do this by collecting the relics of their saints and here are a selection of the most macabre, so... The Basilica San Domenico in Siena has the severed head of the city's most famous Saint Catherine. You want to look to and check that out? Listen, there's a picture of that. It's a bit of a looker. I'm sure she must have been at some point. <laughs> she was, yeah. Now, Catherine Siena, um, sort of circa 1347 to 1380, was a truly astonishing woman. After forsaking her family's riches and the promise of a comfortable marriage to a nobleman, she joined the Dominican Order and experienced mystical visions, probably after eating a lot of ergot. Yep. The Dominicans, anyone want to know what their nickname was? It's based on a Latin pun, I have a Latin knowledge, are you? No. They were called the Hounds of God. Dominicanus. Hound of God, Dominican. Mm. Bit of a Latin joke there for you. Mm. They were the guys that mainly did the Inquisition, that's all the Hounds of God, which is also kind of cool. Yeah, sweet. Not a bad nickname, anyway. No. 
She later became famous for her charitable work with the despised poor of Tuscany and was such an intellectual heavyweight that she successfully bullied and intimidated the corrupt male clergy and undertook political duties unheard of for a 14th century woman. I like that. She's like a bit of a modern woman in that time. And I think, I, you know, I can get on with that. She's obviously just saw the church as a way to actually... Further herself. Further herself, hasn't she? Mm. Mm, yeah. Would have come a lot against a lot of obstacles. Oh, yeah. Still now, isn't it? You can't have women bishops and things, can you? I don't know in the Catholic I... Church. Probably not. I believe it's just been like one of the first ones happened, hasn't it, or something, or am I just making that up? I might have dreamt it. I don't know. Or I think Church taught, of England, taught, obviously, taught, we have women priests. Spoke, yeah, women bish- I think there's women bishops in the Church of England. Well, Church, I think we're Dibley. Mm. Yeah, but that's Church of England. That's what they, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Catholicism, yeah. I very much doubt it. Hmm. Prove me wrong, popey boy. <laughs> When she died, what, 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 what are we talking about? Catholics. Like, whether they can be what? Bishops, cardinals. There you go, fact check Pete. Yeah, check Pete. I'm on it. When she died of a stroke in 1380, mourning was understandably widespread, but her devotees weren't quite ready to say goodbye to her forever. Though in the Middle Ages you could make a fortune from the countless pilgrims wanting to visit tombs and relics. Again, it's seeing evidence that your faith is right and yeah. placed in the right place, isn't it? So wow, there's a saint's head. Look at that. Uh, she was, you know, she was chosen by God. That's like a tangible little bit of wow to your ordinarily shitty dull life. Hmm. <laughs> Women cannot be ordained and become priests, bishops, or popes in the Catholic Church. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Boom. Fair enough. Because Jesus selected only men as apostles. Uh, only men can lead a church. What about Mary Magdalene? And perform the sacraments. There we go. Sexist motherfuckers. How come that hasn't come out to like? You know what I mean? Why aren't there big rallies are going on about that? How, that's like there what, is in Ireland probably, and, and all sorts. You know, we're not like a Catholic country. We don't, see it. we don't give a shit, do we? Really anymore? Nah. So on a weekend, people would go along and go and look at this face nun, of a nun. People... Face of a nun that looks like she should be on an Iron Maiden cover, wearing <laughs> 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 like you know a nun get up. And they do that as entertainment. That would be like a. Or, or, or would it be more well, sort of. You're like going. A holy thing, holy wouldn't it? sort of thing. You are going to see the bones of a saint or the face ahead of a saint, and you're going to give that church some money to look at it, and they're probably going to say that they're going to say a prayer for you. And if you pray to that saint in that church to a relinquery where her head is, and maybe touch, she'll. Touch a plaque on it. I or guess something. the equivalent would be Disneyland, maybe see Mickey Mouse and all them. Wouldn't it? Yeah, a little bit, but maybe she will <laughs> She will go and have a word with God on your behalf if you say a nice prayer because she's the saint. Mm. Mm. Is it similar maybe to the Muslims going to Mecca? Yes, it's a pilgrimage. Black, and people, black stone thing. And if you've got a particularly impressive relic, people will travel for hundreds of miles. They might yeah. cross countries. The Knights Templar was set up to protect pilgrims going to the Holy Land. Mm. And they became one of the richest organisations in the medieval world. So rich that the Pope had them bumped off. Well, the Pope and the King of France. That's why Friday the 13th is unlucky. Because that was when they organised everything for... There was an age restriction on this, or could you just bring the kiddiewinkles? Yeah, of course you can play. You can have your kids (laughs) along to a public execution. Sometimes the people getting executed are kids. 
bad times and middle ages. The other bit, oh Johnny, he's got the plague again. Again? Bastard! <laughs> 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 you died the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we got the uh, head of Saint Catherine on him. <laughs> Said a prayer to her. You got better. There you go. Mm. So when she died in Rome, the city wanted to keep her there because you can make a lot. And I saw let's, let's not forget the other thing. You can make a lot of money. The church has got very rich offers. So not to be defied, her followers from Siena managed to decapitate her displayed corpse uh. and hid Catherine's head in a bag. Now when searched by guards, they prayed to the late holy woman for protection and her head miraculously disappeared from sight only to rematerialise upon arriving in Siena, where it's been making tourists feel sick ever since. <laughs> well, that's where the story kind of takes a different sidestep, really, isn't it? In other words, they probably just had a bag with a hidden bottom. Yep. Smuggled it out somehow. Yep. Or in other words, it's not even her head at all, it's somebody else's head. Yeah. There's every chance it's someone else's head. Yeah, let's face it. Yeah. Now, King Stephen I of Hungary, his hand is on display in Budapest, and it's only a thousand years old. Just sat there in a, in a glass little relinquery. Stephen endeared himself to Rome by devoting much of his reign to establishing an orthodox form of Catholicism amongst his followers, and was named king by Pope Sylvester II in 1001. He also found time to defeat surrounding nations in his battle and quell discord amongst his own people, so he's a real crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. He was originally buried in Hungary. Sorry, where? In Hungary. No, come on, where? Be specific now. Szeszkesfervar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's good effort. Um, there's some accents on the E's, so I may have got that wrong. I don't know the Hungarian language. Where his original coffin still survives, and soon tales of miracles taking place in his sarcophagus spread far and wide. It was so popular that they had to remove the body to the underground catacombs to replace it and to stop people nicking bits of it and then selling it. it. Protect it. You said replace it. Oh, yeah, sorry. I meant pretend. It's probably not wrong, actually. (laughs) Sometime (laughs) during this relocation, his right hand was stolen by the man who was supposed to be guarding the body. (laughs) The missing hand was eventually rediscovered in 1084 and was put on display in Sergent Job, which means right hand in Hungarian, for everyone to enjoy. It arrived in Budapest in 1771, where it now lives in St. Stephen's Cathedral and enjoys an annual procession around the city. Fantastic, isn't it? I'd give my right hand for that. <laughs> I'd give my right hand for a procession to the city once a year. <laughs> That's probably where it came from, isn't it? Probably is. Who knows? I don't know how much of a say in it, did he? So, <laughs> The dried blood of St. Janurus. This is an odd one. I kind of like this one. I think it might be my favourite. Okay. We know very little about St. Janurius because he died around 305. But he was the Bishop of Benevento, except that he was one of many early Christians executed by the bloodthirsty Emperor Diocletian. Diocletian originally planned to feed him to bears. Mm. You know, the Romans had a flair for dramatic, didn't Mm, they? They did. Is this who January was named after? No. No, That's Janus, isn't it? Janus. Strange, isn't it? Or Jupiter. His name actually is Januarius. Yeah. That's true. It's very true. No, it's it's true. Yeah, fact checker. I think Caesar came <laughs> up with the month names. I think we go on his calendar, or his month names. Could mm. be wrong on that. Diocletian originally planned to feed him to bears, so he's lucky to only be imprisoned and beheaded. <laughs> lucky. Yeah. 
According to legend, a woman named Masubi had the foresight to collect the blood gushing from his neck in a couple of files, which are now cherished relics in Naples, which purchased them in the 5th century. What a morbid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bishop, he might be sainted one day. He's been martyred. She's got foresight, Mike. Yeah. Now, you'd think the blood would be dry after 1700 years, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. You're wrong, sort of. The blood of Janus is usually dry, but it miraculously liquefies every year on his three feast days. All the blood gets changed. <sighs> well, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> well, they just inject a bit of water in it yeah. or something, you know. The files and their ornate relinquery are held aloft while prayers are recited in the Cathedral of Naples. Eventually, the crusty contents liquefy and bubble with great enthusiasm to the amazement of the congregation. The thrice annual miracle remains one of the most controversial events in the Catholic calendar. Despite many ingenious attempts to expose the miracle as a hoax, nothing has been determined since the cathedral has understandably no interest in giving the files up for scientific analysis. Ah, so, but, so they dry up, yep. and then every, once every three months... On his feast days, he gets every three... Every four fe- months, is sorry, it? Thrice three annually. Time, three times a year, so every four yeah. months it goes back to blood. Yeah. And bubbles like bubbles. the slime from Ghostbusters 2. Maybe they just say nice things to it. Bullshit. Does anybody actually see this? This is in front of a congregation. Easily fake though, isn't it? Hundred mm. percent. Yeah. You've got one with a crusty old fucking bit of scab in it, which is essentially what it would be. And then they have another one with some mystical fucking. Well, they could heat it up, couldn't they? Liquid. They could heat it up. Could be a heater under the altar. Yeah. Hmm. Easy done. The Chameleon Order still at the heart of the founder, St. Camillius. Very naughty boy, Camillius. Why is that? He, he stand, stood at a whopping six foot six, which is very rare in the 16th century. The short tempered Camillus fought in the Venetian army and had a serious gambling problem. After betting and subsequently losing everything he owned, he experienced a religious conversion. And in 1585, founded the Camillan Order of Male Nurses, which became the first military ambulance unit in history. Oh, wow. Although he was in near-constant ill health himself, with a particularly nasty leg wound, deemed incurable by contemporary doctors, which gave him an acute sympathy for the sick. But then again, there's not much that you know contemporary doctors could solve back then no. that didn't involve leeches. Yeah. Broke that leg. Oh. <laughs> Get over it. Get me the saw. Yeah, yeah, pretty much get me the saw. Appropriately enough for a medical man, Camillus was subject to an autopsy after he died in 1614. But when his heart was removed, according to his biographer, it seemed a ruby, and it was so large that those who saw it admired it. And it was so decided to preserve the giant's heart for everyone's enjoyment. After all, Calamus had always been praised for his big heart, so why not make the praise disgustingly literal? The heart was sent to Naples where it was encased in a glorious relinquery and the heart now lives in Rome but frequently goes on tour. Mm. What about Jesus' foreskin? <laughs> what about what it? What about it, yeah. Well, from that picture that I just saw, I was trying to wonder, like, what the hell is this going to be? Okay. That's the baby Jesus. Do they um, circumcise all Roman Catholics? No, Jews. I thought yeah. it was Jews, yeah. And Jesus, of course, was Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Which the Catholic Church doesn't like to admit. <laughs> they got the foreskin to prove it. There were a lot of foreskins floating around the Middle Ages. The went to be of Christ was at least 12 I heard of. 
Obviously, he must have had one big penis. I think yeah. we can all assume that this one's bollocks. And do you know how they... There's so many people that claim it. Do you know how they find out if it's real or not? By trying it on? They're subjected to a taste test. Oh, my fucking God. Shut <laughs> <laughs> oh, says that. Yep. Hold on, right. <laughs> Go on, but you can read this one. Go on. Okay. So many medieval churches claim to own the foreskin of Jesus that specimens were subjected to a taste test. Who wants that job? <laughs> so, right, need Bobby the foreskin liquor in? Get him in. Here, Dave, there's another one of these guys saying he's got his foreskin. Come here, let me use your tongue. Give it, give it a taste. You if think, it, if it's cheesy... <laughs> you think it's... Medieval Wood relied heavily on the senses. There was literally guys who were called urinologists and they were doctors who would sniff your piss and tell you what was wrong with you. Uh -huh. right? <laughs> Apparently, they were very good at it. No, I mean, there's one tale where the, the King of Bavaria substitutes his own urine for a pregnant chambermaid's urine. Mm. And he gives it to this guy called Roger the Englishman who is renowned amongst urinologists for his great nose. Mm. And he sort of took a sniff of it and he says, right, well, everything's fine, but tell the king you'll be giving birth to a baby boy next week. <gasps> <laughs> that's just a tale. We don't know if that's true, do we? No, but it's still great. Yeah. It's, nice, it's, good, it's nice to think it is. You can read this, because I'm not going to be able to keep a straight face reading this, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, I just won't be able to. You can't, I can't. Medieval theologians raged and spat at one another until they were red in the face about the question of whether Jesus was circumcised. On the one hand, he was Jewish, so presumably underwent the mutilation. But then, again, he was the image of God, Imagior Di, in Latin, and so many counted that his body would have to be whole. Moreover, medieval Catholicism detested the Jewish people and wanted as few reminders of the Saviour's somatic Semitic origins as possible, and many thought it best to ignore the explicit testimony of the Gospel of Luke 2.22 about the whole event. So it's literally written in a Gospel, but they're still like, nah, nah, ignore that bit. That didn't happen. But despite, or perhaps because of the controversy, no fewer than 12, I was, yeah, so I was right, yeah. my research didn't leave me down on path, right path, churches across Europe had foreskins on display that they said came from the sun's God's own phallus. These holy foreskins claimed big money on the relics market, and the various churches claimed to have the real one invented fantastic legends about how they came to own this particular piece of history. Incredibly, competition amongst foreskin owners was so hot that some of the relics were eagerly to be verified as real by qualified persons who would chew them to determine their authenticity. So let's just leave that one there, eh? Oh my fucking god. Does that taste like foreskin to you, Bobby the Nonce? Oh my word. Bobby the Nonce! <laughs> right. I guess there's always more heavy tone. <laughs> is, this a pic is this a picture of what it's meant to be underneath? No, I don't. It might be actually. Is this a picture? Could no, it's an next one, I think. Oh. Yeah, it is, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to work. Right, so. There's a picture of it. The circumcision of Christ. Looks like a little new ring, doesn't it, most of the time? Good. By Friedrich Herlin of Nordlingen, Rothenberg in 1466. Now, does he, uh, so, so what? Did he travel back in time and say, <laughs> Oh, still, let me paint you a minute, because in 1466... But in all fairness, the baby Jesus does not look impressed at all in that picture. Uh, well, would that you painting? be if no, I wouldn't a fucking be. sharp knife to your 
penis. He looks ginger. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Jesus was ginger. Should have drove him at birth. You heard it here. He was ginger, you heard it here. I joke, of course. He's got no soul. He can't be the son of God then, can he? That's what I mean. He's ginger. So, yeah, loads of ginger Arabs knocking around, though, isn't there? <laughs> the point I was coming to, right, circumcision on a newborn baby, yeah, it's going to be pretty fucking small, let's face it. There can't be much fucking foreskin there. So this tiny little bit of dry... Maybe Jesus was hung? This <laughs> He's the image little... of God after all. <laughs> Even if he was hung, like, as a baby, it's going to be like a little... It's the size of a spaghetti hoop, if that, isn't it? If that. Could have been dead to his knee for all you know. You think when that shrivels and hardens and turns into like some form of leather, yeah. which essentially it would... Then that's going to be a tiny. It's going to be like pea-sized. It just seems so fucking. Like what I want to know. Raisin in it. By I chewing it, how can they determine it's Jesus's or not? Well, well, yeah. I mean, all they can determine is that it's skin. Yeah. Does it have divine taste? <laughs> Maybe they're. <laughs> you know, they get someone in with like bad teeth, and they put it in their mouth, and their teeth will be miraculously healed when they take it out. That's the cure for bad teeth. Chew Jesus' foreskin. <laughs> so got black teeth, have you? Should we sell some on the black market? <laughs> Jesus' foreskin heals your teeth. Gives I'm sure Alex Jones has already tried to sell it. Says Bobby the nonce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, for me, this is the lunacy of it. It's like 12 churches are claiming to own Christ's dick skin. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on! I know. I think we travel there and determine whether it's true or not. You're gonna pop it in your mouth, don't you? You really want to give it a chew? Don't you? You really it's a grim. I'm surprised they didn't all meet up and got you know. I want to chew foreskin. some two thousand years year old potential foreskin. Uh, uh, mm, yum yum. Oh, <laughs> what happens if you like bit it in half? Like, oh shit. Then they'd probably be pumping your stomach immediately to get it back out, and I thought, it's be worth millions. I don't think they'd need to pump your stomach. I think you'd instantly throw up. Ugh, anyway. Well, you can have the next one then, Pete. It's no, there's no dick involved. You sure? <laughs> right then. So, St. Anthony of Padua's tongue is still on display in an Italian city nearly 800 years after he died. So although the native of Lisbon, St. Anthony, is most closely associated with the city of Padua in northern Italy, where he spent final, his final years of his short life, he actually came into Italy by accident after his ship was blown off course on his way back to Portugal from Morocco, where he'd gone to preach at locals as a Fran Franciscan. Franciscan friar. What's that? Just another uh, order of monks. Okay. But once in Italy, he never looked back. He basically landed on shore accidentally after preaching elsewhere and went, oh, this isn't where I want to be. That's kind of nice, though. <laughs> you can do it with a dog collar anywhere, can't you? <laughs> yeah. You can, really. You just stick a dog collar, you just, you know, a cross that's in the shape of a stick and a brown robe, you're laughing. Yeah. You don't even need a dog collar at this point. Yeah. Shave your head in the... In the monk's tonsure. A little raisin. You know, they even nicked that off the druids. Mm -hmm. The druids used to shave the front part of their heads and have long hair, like the skullet. Oh, we're going to bring the skullet The back. druids wore skullets, <laughs> but it was called a druidic tonsure, and it was like shaving the top of your head. The Christians nicked it and just shaved it the top, but uh, had the bowl thing going. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to unsteal, early Christianity. 
What's better, the skullet or the or the bowl? The skullet. Neither. The skullet's the king in that scenario. Hulk Hogan had a skullet yeah. for years. Look at him. Never did him any harm. Especially <laughs> because no one would like take the piss out of him or anything. Yeah, because yeah, he'd leg drop you. Hulk Hogan for fuck's sake. Because <laughs> he'd leg drop you. He's like fucking six foot seven, an absolute monster of a bloke. Still is now, even yeah. in his sixties. Was he six seven or six four? He, he was wasn't a, short, was he? No, he was definitely over. Well, he was must have been over six. He four. was a good few inches over six foot. I remember mm. that. Yeah, I love it. Still, Andre the Giant. He's a tower. The big Andre was. He's a tower over yeah. him. Remember Suburban Commando? Mm. Anybody like that film? Because I loved that film as a kid. It's all right. I'd love uh, to watch it again now, just to go. Oh my god, this is awful. But I loved it as a kid. I never saw that one. Mister Nanny, I watched it with Shide. Oh, Mister Nanny was terrible. Mm-hmm. Suburban Commando is not bad. It was a lot better. Although it was the last, it was been a long time since I watched it. The Undertaker shows up in the last five minutes as the bad guy. Nah, it is good. We'll have, to, we'll have to try and watch that. Maybe we'll do that as, as a movie night pick. That's my movie pick next. My next next rotation's my movie pick. There you go then. So, after becoming an accomplished theologian, Anthony made his name unleashing in inspirational sermons that won Catholic Church many new members and set lapsed Christians back on track. Did he turn up with a circumcised bit of cock? Yeah. <laughs> Waving it around. Julius, <laughs> you'll believe. <laughs> Who ate it? Give me the cock back. <laughs> Hail's jewel case of the Bible by none other than the Pope himself for his exquisite sermons. The relics of St. Anthony are not coincidental. He was canonised with astonishing rapidity yep. within a few years of dying from ergot poisoning. <laughs> oh, so he was off his tits when he was giving these sermons then. That's uh, why he was so great, because he was fucking tripping his balls off. And when his body was exhumed in 1263, to be reburied, his famous tongue was found to be wet and the only part of his body yet to decompose. It was hailed as a miracle, removed by reliquary and yeah. removed to a reliquary and <laughs> whilst it is anything but moist these days, moist, I love that word, <laughs> can still be seen on Basilica of St Anthony. So basically, they dug up his fucking tongue years later, and for some reason, miraculously, it was still wet and, and undecomposed. Which so, is part of the saints' thing. Something doesn't decompose. Yeah. So they just thought, well, we'll have that then. We'll whip that out. It always reminds me of the uh, the tongue of Jebediah. Yeah. <laughs> he had a silver tongue. Because yeah. he was such a good speaker. No, he was a murderous pirate. Uh. <laughs> Good like Anne Sprungfeld. I like that tongue is um, preserved and in a golden vagina. <laughs> it is rather, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or is it a gaping eye. mouth? Oh, it does look like an eye. eye looks yeah. like a reptilian eye. No seeing eye. Oh. Oh. Also, these things are called a memento mori. And a memento mori, I think, is metal as fuck. It goes back to Roman times. You'd have your, your conquering general coming back into Rome having his big victory parade. And you'd have a slave whispering in their ear saying, Memento Mori, Memento Mori. Remember you're going to die. Not now, but in the future. Oh, this is great. This is fantastic. Remember one day you're going to die. And this will count for nothing. So if they all think that, right, why are they all pedos? Who? 
these Catholics. What they think. They can repent on their deathbed. I think you can probably throw a lot of factors into it. There's the obviously loophole of repentance. There's the. And if you're a pedo, where are you going to go? You know that you've got to get protection in the church. You're also going to be surrounded by a lot of young boys and girls. Exactly. You get access to them. People respect you. You're You're a priest. You're meant meant to be one of God's right hand boys. Thank fuck. You're meant to be one of God's right hand men, aren't you? If you're a priest, you're meant to be incorruptible, you're meant to be yeah. an upstanding member of society, much like myself, and incorruptible. Sadly, they abuse the power that's given to them. But I think if they just let them marry, I don't think there'll be a problem. And that might sort itself out. Maybe that'd go down. Quite that easy. You're probably right, though. It might be. It would stop the urges, wouldn't it, maybe? We'll have that next one, the toe. You want to one, Mike? Go on, then. The toe of St Francis Xavier was bitten off by a mourner and smuggled from Goa to Portugal. Oh, I can't believe he's dead. <laughs> I'll keep that. Of all the fucking yeah. things to bite off, my bed and his dick. <laughs> oh yeah, chew his foreskin off. A Jesuit in 1541, Xavier spent 13 months fighting off seasickness on a boat bound for Goa, India. He converted to Goans then made his way across Asia, converting communities and leaving churches in his wake. In Japan, he made an abandoned Buddhist monastery his headquarters and converted 2,000 people to Christianity. I dare say he did, and then the Japanese had most of them killed later on. (laughs) Tragic. Xavier died of exhaustion off an island of China in 1552. What surprise, he was a busy boy. (laughs) He's going to go and convert everyone all the time. His body was put on display in Goa, where thousands travelled to pay their respects and mourn this energetic evangelist. One devoted woman took things a little too far, however. Bending as if to kiss his foot, she promptly bit off one of his toes and took it back to Portugal with her. She displayed it in her own chapel, where it drew in the big tourist books and still attracts crowds of devotees to this day. Slightly less impressively, a village in Goa has one of Xavier's fingernails. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she wasn't, you know, reprimanded for that somewhere. This is just crazy, though, isn't it? It's like she's biting off her body. She's still got to go through bone and and congeal blood, and uh, you know, and surely they're going to on a lot of levels. Isn't surely it? they're going to notice he's missing a toe all Madam, of a sudden. Madam, stop kissing his toe. Yeah. She's not like having a good old yeah. at it because she got to sort of a little yeah, bit to get a toe off. You could just bite through someone's toe, could you? I don't know, I've never tried. Well, neither have I, but I've seen people in getting tortured in films, you know, they're sick of turs out. Yeah, They'll that's... Go- but this has been decaying for God knows how many years. Well, well, no, it's not, so it's, yeah. oh, no, I'd say a few days. Is it a few days? Well, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't give a time scale on it, but she smuggles it back to Portugal. Uh, I don't yeah. know then, but either way, it's fucked up. Well, he died near China, and then he was taken back to Goa. So that in itself would have been quite the journey. A few days, weeks, at weeks, least. weeks, absolute at weeks. It was uh, twelve weeks or something like that from India to England back in the seventeen hundreds. So where Goa is in, in, in conjunction to China? Oh, it's it's a lot further away. Is it? Yeah. Much further. You get there by sea, can't you? No, you get there by sea. But if it's twelve weeks from from Calcutta. To England by sailboat in the 1700s, or in 1550 something, that's going to be a lot longer. 
What, from Goa to China? I don't think so. One South Asia, one South East Oh, it's going, to, it's going back to Portugal, hasn't it, though? Oh, uh, so I think it meant China. No, no, I mean, China to India is probably a couple of weeks. Mm. So, let's say, 14 weeks back. So, either way, it is going to be pretty they had, decomposed. Um, no, they had lead-lined point. coffins in this scenario. They would bring in famous people. Well, you have a lead-lined coffin, so it keeps the moisture out. So the decay doesn't get in. Probably salt it or something. Or they could do what you did with Nelson and throw him in a bottle of brandy. Mm. That's what they did, is it? Yeah. Nelson. Yeah. Yeah, threw him in a barrel of brandy. Kept him moist until he got back home. But they lost body parts, didn't they? Like an eye and things, because people just tapped the brandy. They were tapping the brandy, yeah. Tap? What do you mean? Drinking it? Yeah. yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Blech. Some of them were obviously sucked out his eyeball. Knowing that he he was in there? Yeah. Maybe not knowing he was in there. maybe not knowing, but... (laughs) Maybe he just took it down in the stores and put an X on it. funky, I tell you what. (laughs) Mm, It's getting pissed though, fuck it. (laughs) Tastes like victory. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that somewhere, I don't know if it's true. I don't know, I know that when they took him out, his hair and fingernails had grown wild. No way. Right. On to the next one. Either St. John Cryostom had four heads or at least three people are lying. I'd imagine three people, <laughs> probably four people are lying in all fairness. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Let's just call him John. He was originally a hermit, but his self-inflicted living conditions and diet were so appalling that he nearly died. Forced to change career, John made the most of his new healthier lifestyle to throw himself into preaching. Can I just interrupt there? I was a hermit, but I was that bad at it, I nearly died. So I thought, I'll come back to society. He's a quitter. That's what he is, he's a quitter. Should have stayed with being a hermit. So writing theological tracts and helping the sick and the needy. He was uh, so popular in... Antioch. Antioch, that when he was elected Archbishop of Constantinople, he had to be snuck out of the city under cover of night in the fear of rioting. Mm. Political machinations saw him exiled, however, and he died um, whilst on a forced march to Pontus. Yep. Yeah. In bad weather, where's that? Could be that can't be that far away from Constantinople, surely. A forced no march. It sounds like it's very far away. Yeah, true. In the West, John is revered as one of the four great doctors, along with Anastasius. Basel and Gregory Nazianus. I'm sure one of them is recognisable. Anastasius. Mm. Yeah. yeah. For his great learning. What, therefore, could be better relic of the great scholar than his very head? What could indeed? Exactly. Well, well that first lady, you know, with the, the nun lady, that was a bit gross. Is there a picture of this one? Ooh, can you see an ear coming out of yeah, the box? Oh, isn't lovely. It? That's a very nice jawed box, though. Yeah. Could be fucking anybody's ear, though, let's face it. Well, that's, maybe that's why it's not, it's, they're not showing the entire face. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. That's a, a very clever way back in the days. Fooling them, innit? Yeah. So, Crusaders pinched his skull and other relics from Constantinople in um, 1204 and brought them to Rome. But here, things get a bit murky. One skull, after all, looks... A lot like another, so there are um, no fewer than four skulls on on display as the genuine head of uh, this John Cryostom. 
two in Tuscany, one in Russia and the other one in Greece. <laughs> yeah, should we point it out in 1204, well, that was the first crusade and the Emperor of Constantinople, the Byzantine Empire, which was the Eastern Roman Empire, mm. and still Christians, were like, these Turks are knocking on our door and we could really use some help. Pope declared a crusade, we're going to rid the Holy Land and we'll swing through Constantinople on the way. Yeah. When the crusaders got there, they just sacked the city. <laughs> they just nicked all the stuff. Yeah. All the relics. Relics, gold, the Byzantines were, were fabulously rich. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just nicked all the stuff. That's <laughs> stopped the Byzantines ever trusting the Catholics again. I've never seen that quite so uh, what is it? clear. That's the Shroud of Jesus. The, the Turin Shroud. Yeah. Do you want to take the Turin Shroud then, Pete? Or? Yeah, yeah. So the Turin Shroud is thought to be the imprint of the dead and mutilated Christ. By far the most famous relic in the world, the Turin Shroud is the linen cloth bearing the faint trace of a man with what appeared to be a crucifixion wounds. You may be wondering why it's made on an appearance on this list, but think about it for a second. If the rumours are true, the Turin Shroud is the imprint of the man who was flogged, nailed to the cross, and left to sweat and bleed under a searing desert sun. Oof, I wouldn't fancy that today. This is just 30 degree heat. Before being dumped in a cave. In other words, it's the imprint of a dead guy's bodily juices. Yeah, I guess it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing. I mean, it's not just, remember, there's going to be some shit on piss on it too. Yeah, yeah. Unless Christ didn't do that. He's going to be hanging there for quite some time. No, I mean, when you die, you shit and piss, don't you? You evacuate yeah. your bowels when you die. Yeah. None of us go out with clean underwear, Claire. <laughs> Noting this is no way sacrilegious, Christ, after all, was both fully man and fully God, according to the, the Nicene Creed. Moreover, the Turin Shroud was exposed to be a shabby fake over 30 years ago. Yeah, that is an <clears> issue. <throat> they were allowed to take samples of it. Cut a corner off it. Yeah. Radiocarbon test and the shroud in 1988 dated it between 1260 and 1390 AD. Far from being evidence of a later miracle, it's not even anatomically correct. Maybe God's just playing a trick on us all, but try telling that to the 2.5 million people who went to see it in 2010. Nothing's more powerful than faith. Like, you've proved a fake and they're still going to see it. It looks too much like <laughs> it's trying to look like Jesus yeah. to be Jesus. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes, it does, yeah. It's like, hey, look, here's a long-haired bearded guy like he's portrayed in all the big paintings we've got. These guys never saw him. There's, I don't even know if there's... You know what? I'm not sure if there's even a description of Jesus in the Bible. I think they did that with tea and coffee stains, a bit of blood mixed in, hung it up. Bit of poo and wee mixed together or something. Drink. Maybe. Might have gone all full on, wouldn't it? Like. Well, you'd think so. You'd have to. Nah, no, it is an odd one because people still revere that thing and they refuse to believe the scientific findings on it. But that's faith. But then they've carbon dated it to 700, nearly 800 years old anyway, so even that in itself is pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool, but not, it's not. It's not, it's not Jesus purporting to me. No, no, pretty cool that that kind of exists. It's like 800 years old, and it's like, whoa, look at this. Yeah, it's pretty cool in its own right, but it's not what they're purported to no, be. No, God, no. And of course, they're all paying to see that. Let's not forget that. Yeah. yeah. And people still in 2010, even though in the 80s it was proved 
to be a load of bullshit, yeah. but people faith. still believe it. Yeah, that's faith. I mean, there's no. It's to them, it's evidence. It doesn't matter that science is disproved. It's science can go fuck itself. This well, is, they clearly don't believe this in is, science. Really, this is the know. evidence of my faith. This is what brings me closer to God. Science means shit to them. Let's face it. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> you know, I wish I could have that kind of faith. It's fantastic. In a way, it's blind faith, and it's pretty holds us back. But mm. I wish I could believe in something that strongly. Yeah. To the point where it's been refuted by science, and I was still like, nope, Jesus. It's cool, I like it. There was a, there was always a thing that it was uh, faked by Da Vinci as well. I don't know true. That's too early for Da Vinci, but I reckon he had a go at it. Hmm. He'd have had a go at it, well, wouldn't he? The cloth might have been that old. He used to say the that's a, it's on a, it. It's a valid point, because they didn't actually do that's the bits where everything was on it. It was a corner of the cloth they snipped off that didn't have anything on it. Yeah. So the cloth might have been that old. It could have just been a bare fucking cloth that someone found. Oh, this old cloth. Oh, it's really old, this is. Fuck it, let's put an imprint of Jesus on it. Uh. Well, if I was making a fake relic anyway, you wouldn't be going for a brand new one, would no, you? No, no, that's what oh, I mean. Oh, that's so, it. You've got to be, you, it's got to be old, hasn't it? Yeah, mm. so someone's obviously come across this relic of a fucking cloth and gone, well, let's make, make this into a, a holy relic. Because in all <laughs> fairness, I don't actually think this thing showed up until the 1500s, the Turing Road. It, like, it wasn't one of these things that gets found in a smaller church and gets bought out by a bigger church and a bigger church in turn until it, the Pope goes, well, hang on, we need that and just gives the church a lot of money and has it in Rome. Mm. You know, it's in Turin. If it was the real deal, surely it would be in Rome. It would be in St. Peter's Basilica. Yeah. yeah. Just throwing that out there. Moving on. Uh, Don Bosco's brain is a relic and it's so popular it was stolen in 2017. Someone's stealing brains. After rising from his humble, impoverished upbringing to become a priest, Don Bosco, 1815-88, devoted his life to the pastoral care of young men who, like him, came from deprived households. Let's hope he wasn't doing anything else with them. Now, with these priests and young men from deprived households. Mm. As well as preaching to them, Bosco founded the Salesian Order, setting up training schemes so his young charges could have go on renewative careers as craftsmen. Running a home for 500 boys and taking them on fun excursions to the countryside, a lot of people had a lot to thank Don Bosco for. And indeed, 40,000 people visited his body when it lay in state. An estimated 600,000 people visit his relics every year near Turin. And these relics unbelievably include part of his brain. But sadly, there is little information on how or why it was removed and preserved. It has been on display for decades, apart when it was stolen in 2017. Ah! As millions prayed to it safe to turn, Italian police resorted to CSI to find the Holy Cerebrum, and between them, Cerebellum. The, the Holy Brain. The Holy Brain. And between them, they succeeded in recovering it. The uh, Carabinieri found the relinquery containing the brain piece in a copper kettle in a thief's kitchen. It hadn't been opened. Steal the brain! Mm. Like the birth of zombies. So, the, the Turin Shroud was discovered, it was first mentioned in 1354. Oh, so still too early for Vinci. The Shroud was denounced in 1389 by the local bishop of the Troyes as a fake. Oh, so it was... So they, they said it was a fake back then. back then. And then obviously it's turned out that at that point... It would have been about a hundred years old when yeah. it was discovered. So, mm. give or take, it would have been made within a hundred years of its discovery. 
Yeah. So yeah, so there you go. So it might not be a fake. It could have just been shroud covering someone's body that well, they found. The body's kind of decomposed and fucked off on, and maybe a grave robber. And they've gone. Well, it looks like it could be Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of dudes with beard and long hair back in the day, yeah, wasn't there? Yeah. It just so happened he was like that. And, and he'd been crucified? Well, maybe he hadn't been crucified. Maybe he fucking cut his hands really bad in an accident and that's what killed him. Oh, maybe they just added all that in later. Perhaps, yeah. Because, I mean, like the crown of thorns, wounds, maybe they just sort of sprinkled a bit of fucking blood on that. Yeah. More likely. So there you go. Mm. What about the nipples of Elizabeth of Thuringia? <laughs> oh, well, at least if the way of defining whether these are real is giving them a quick nibble, a chew. <laughs> oh, so you're okay with Not chewing? So bad. You're okay with chewing 13th century nipples? It's <laughs> <laughs> better than chewing fucking Ooh. zero century. They become, they be, they become erect after I after <laughs> they're sucked upon. Seepage. <laughs> 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 Elizabeth of Thuringia, 1207-31, was a raging Hungarian princess, happily married to three children. If she had a fault, it was un- her unceasing generosity to the poor. But when her equally pious husband, Louis IV of Thuringia, died on crusade, her life was turned upside down. Refusing to marry again, she fell under the spell of her brutal and zealous confessor, Conrad of Marburg. Conrad reorganised Elizabeth's lives to make it so miserable and austere that her own servants would beat her for indiscretions. Yeah. And sadly, she died aged just 24 oh. as daily beatings and near starvation took their toll. Oh, oh, but Elizabeth's generosity, personal ministrations to the poor and pathetic death all made her a popular figure in her native Hungary and beyond. With hours of her death, mobs of Catholics were banging at the mausoleum's doors wanting to touch her body for cures and blessings. And soon, pilgrims flocked from far and wide and began to mutilate her barely dead body for relics. Can't even fucking rest in peace. No. Poor woman. Locks of hair and fingernails were torn off, but the devastation did not stop there. Someone even cut off her nipples and took them away as relics. Seeing Elizabeth's nipples thus became an incongruous goal for many pilgrims. Incongruous. Incongruous goal. For many pilgrims. Tragic? Is there a picture of this one? <laughs> picture of her. Uh, she would have been kind of hot, I guess, back in the day. How do you, you know, you, you come home and you go, oh, I got her nipples. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, what's your wife going to say? Yeah, how would you explain nipples? that to your missus? Why did you choose the nipples? I like nipples. I don't know, the only things left. I'm going to add them to the collection. Uh, <laughs> they were sticking out. Here's my nipple dearly. belt. <laughs> Ed Gein had a nipple it's belt. Buffalo Bill type situation. Ed Gein had a belt made of nipples. Yeah. yeah. Who? Ed Gein. Who's that? He was the inspiration for Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Leatherface and Psycho, I think. Mm-hmm. So he was oh, a cannibal lecter. He was a cannibal. Uh, no, I mean he was a weird loner who was obsessed with his mother and started killing women that resembled her and doing things to the bodies and then. Allegedly, oh, Buffalo Bill from the Science of the Lambs, wasn't it? Made her had a woman's suit made out of their skin. And he had a nipple belt and he made lampshades and and sofas coverings out of skin and things like that, yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. 
The episode on it was a Christmas episode, I believe. Did, yeah. Oh, this is a fun one for Christmas. We do. <laughs> have you been? I told you about Dark Christmas. I can't. What did we do this year? You weren't there for this oh, one. We did Unit Seven Thirty One and shot the shit out of Claire. It was hilarious. Yeah, just before you come on board. Yeah. Oh, so we didn't actually do a Christmas one at Christmas. We always do something not Christmassy at Christmas. We record a few weeks beforehand, don't we? So I've started like November time. No. End of December, early January, wasn't it? Was it? Must have been, because mm. you weren't... Yeah, you weren't on this one. It was uh, Unit 731. You can check that out, is it? Claire screams at one point. <laughs> Your first one was Robin Hood of this, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just was after that. them? Yeah. Pretty much. It must have been towards, right towards the end of December then. Yeah, it would have been towards the well, end. Well, you could put the next Christmas one out, is that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Mm, we only get both Christmas. Out, it's a group decision on the Christmas one. No, it isn't. We... I'll be alright. I pick the Christmas one every year, usually. No, you don't. I, I get approval for it. Yeah, you get approval for it. Because you lot don't look into the weird shit I look into. <laughs> what does that tell you about us and you? <laughs> I'm open to everything, including freezing people's hands until they just can peel the skin off. No, mine, mine was Jimmy Savile Christmas. That was my idea. Oh, a Jimmy Savile Christmas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I was. With, I did do Jimmy Savile. No, no, um, no, no. That was a full on Christmas episode. You weren't on for that one. Claire wasn't here for that one. No. Oh, right. Now then, Jesus diapers or <laughs> nappies, sake. if you're English, can be seen in Dubrovnik and. Achen. Achen. What well done of... on Dubnovic though. <laughs> what a load of bollocks. <laughs> he may have only lived for 33 years in a very and um, a very humble, but there was plenty of time for Jesus to have touched a lot of things and owned a few bits and pieces. We've already seen his foreskin, his death shroud on the list, but what of the Son of God's possessions? Well, no toys are recorded, but at some stage in history someone had the Ingenious idea for another relic, his nappies. His diaper, diapers. diapers! Depictions of the baby Jesus often show him naked, but illogically, logically. but logically, there must have been some sanitary measures in ancient Nazareth. I think she was right the first time when she said illogical. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anything to do with this does he need is illogical. No, it was logical that it's a baby yeah. and you would oh, be yeah, giving definitely. him nappies. I don't know, man. He's just in a manger full of straw. You just take the baby out, change the straw, don't you? Did they have nappies 2,000 years ago? I'm going to keep the straw all day. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not like they could just go to the shop oh, and buy yeah. You were born in there, you'll stay in there until you won't grow it. <laughs> Once you can get Jesus, out of it. Joseph was a carpenter who could knock up progressively bigger beds. Yeah. You take your child around town with you, you know, you just leave it in the... In the car. I know you haven't got children there, maybe it's a blessing that we well, haven't. Well, I just let them roam around and free in the garden. <laughs> playing with the dogs. <laughs> That's how I want to be raised. With a pack of dogs living in the wild and free in the garden. Luckily, Ben's mum and dad didn't raise him like that. Very <laughs> lovely. Christ. Okay, claim your mum are friends now. <laughs> Christ's nappies are now on display in relic queries. Relic queries at Dubnovic and Atchin. Although they are termed swaddling clothes as the latter, information boards at Dubrovik Cathedral describe it as a version of a nappy diaper. Although swaddling clothes sounds more hygienic, and these were still wrapped around naked infants, 
Um, you don't have to be a parent to work out what that means, but since these diapers, swaddling clothes, touched Jesus, they were worn by him. They are very first class relics, the most holy kind, it of says, in the Catholic belief. Ah, so that's you're where saying me... holy shit comes from. Yeah. <laughs> but what you're telling me in that scenario is that the Catholic Church is quite happy to accept that there's some dirty bits of shit stained rag that were on Jesus' arse. That some scab fucking nicked from the bin outside the stable. I mean... <laughs> Do you think? Someone must have. Why would Mary and Joseph keep them? I thought they kept. Then again, they even washed they kept it. They quite on the down low at first, you know. How did they keep it on the down low at first? The three wise men fucking found them with, under a big star. They were wise. They're very wise. <laughs> yeah, but obviously once they turned up, the whole village then went. Oh, what's going on here? Then? Oh, oh, it's these three wise men just coming around here for. But nobody just went. Oh, come and stay in in my house. They just left them in the fucking. Yeah, barn, they didn't they? No, once they, they saw the wise men. They were in a barn. That's Made it. There's no they reference. Stable. No, there's no reference to them in a stable. No, it was just a room, wasn't it? Apparently, it was. It would have been a relative's sort of living room, and they would have been living in that crowded room, basically. That's what they think. It, it weren't no manner. Of course, the animals would have been with the people anyway. Yeah, they? they bring the animals in at night. I just can't see any, see anyone thieving some stinking like you know robes or or nappies, and I can't see Mary keeping them. Uh, you'd have washed them and reused them, wouldn't yeah. you? But at yeah. the time as well, why would you have done that? Like, you know, Joseph, it's only a carbon to me. You can't afford to go out and buy pampers no, every mean, week. No, I mean, why, why would people want to keep why a diaper? Why people want to keep a diaper from a baby that surely nobody knows who he is yet? Well, because That's his wise men have come and they've said that this is the son of God. It's Mary's looking to the futures market. Yeah. My son's a son of God. I'm going to keep everything this fucker touches and make a fortune. <laughs> Future market, right? Future market, isn't it? <laughs> this time next year, we'll be billionaires. This, this time in 2000 years, we'll be billionaires. <laughs> Not to speculate, to accumulate. Who <laughs> dares wins? You know, she's the first marketer in history. She's the first fucking liar and proper liar in history. Of course, of course, I'm a virgin, Joseph. It was a virgin birth, even though the Roman legions hammered through Galilee only a couple of, only last year. Of course, I'm a virgin, and this is a virgin birth. Yeah, but she's practically fucking like number three, and that's including God and Jesus in the Catholic Church. I mean, she is revered. She's literally number three on the list. Virgin Mary in the Catholic Church. Well. Holy Mary, Mother of God, and all that. She was born that sin, like Adam and Eve. Yeah. When Saint Agatha's breasts were ripped off with pincers, her devotees kept them as relics. From nipples to nipples breasts. to tits. The most bizarre, in, in probably on the list, or not the Bible, I think it's the most bizarre. One of it's not as bad as Jesus foreskin the taste test. Yeah, nice boobs. Another very early Christian martyr, Agatha was a virgin who died at Catania, Sicily. Like many few Christians of the first few centuries AD, she was executed for her faith. But her mode of death, according to later legends, was especially macabre. When the Roman consul Quintinian failed to seduce her, he roasted Agatha over a hot fire and then ripped her breasts off with red-hot pincers for good measure. But they miraculously grew back, though she died of her injuries nonetheless. Notice I'm going to say miraculously grew back because I'm going to... Make the case of these aren't St. Agatha's breasts at all. Mm -hmm. 
Agatha's dismembered breasts were a ready-made relic and they were swiped away when the torturers weren't watching and instantly venerated. The saints' memories are now lost, but it's easy to understand how so many pairs were knocking about in the Middle Ages. Knocking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. All you had to do was hack a pair off a dead body and sell them to foolish or enterprising churchmen as Agathas. And although her alleged breasts are gone, Sicilians commemorate Agatha by baking Mini di Saint Agatha, literally Saint Agatha's breasts, sweet cakes in the shape of breasts, <laughs> with a little cherry as a nipple. Quality. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to look at Bakewell's very differently. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> Literally, that is a cherry Bakewell, isn't it? It's, yeah. It could be St. Agatha's tip. Sweet. Why don't you say tip the all through that little bit? And I couldn't. I was imagining a nice little cake with a little bit of cream and then the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Breast shaped cake. Mm. Mm. I had a tip cake for my 18th. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least cake in the shape of tits. Did you sit your face in it and bite? I did not. Uh, no, I had, I had more decorum. You, you missed out, mate. You yeah. so should have done that. You should have spunked over that. Why do I want to spunk like? You did a new edgy Why do you want to spunk over your own birthday cake? I know why you want to spunk over your own birthday cake. It's no one else. I don't know. I guess you enjoy the taste. It's all right now. No one's going to want any of this now. <laughs> Sorry, I just see tits on my sponge. <laughs> I just see tits and need to sponge over it. <laughs> Jesus. I'm glad that them Ag- Agatha tits have gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that bombshell. And that bombshell. Let's end the show. I've been Ben. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at Cut the Ball in the post with Apocalypse, SoundCloud and most other podcasting platforms are cutting the ball in the PTA and Apocalypse Ball on YouTube if you want to listen to us there. Thanks for listening. Leave a review if you want to. Send us a message. We're friendly. We don't bite. Mine's a bit rabid but we don't bite usually. As long as you don't show me your tits you'll be alright. How are we going to get loads of guy tit pictures? We best not. And, uh, don't, and I do boobs. <laughs> and, uh, don't do the favourite. Don't do the call, especially one that rips tits off corpses. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete. Aim low, shoot high. <laughs>